I think the way you work through these crises and you work through these challenges that you have as an organization is just by having great people um, and having a great culture. Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings, sponsored by BG Products. Be good to your customers with BG. Hello, everyone. I'm Gene Girdley, and I produce and direct the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast and virtual events. The Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast is your source for automotive industry leaders, innovators, and top performers, providing you with the latest ideas, technology, customer trends, and performance improvement strategies. And now, here's Ted Ings. Hey, Gene, we're really, really honored because this is the second appearance of Doug Eero, who is the president of Penske Motor Group, as well as the president and general manager of Longo Toyota, largest Toyota dealership in the world. And uh, Doug is a friend of the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Doug, we're very honored to have you back. Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable. Thank you, Ted. It's an honor to be back and uh, it's a pleasure to speak with you today. You know, Doug, we've seen a lot transpire since you were back on the program, uh, I would say mid last year, and so much has occurred. And congratulations, by the way, on all the success that you're having now as president of Penske Motor Group. So a lot of accolades to you and obviously as a result of all of your hard work. Penske and Longo have both been in the business for a long time. As I recall, Longo Toyota since 1967. Let's talk a little bit about that longevity. It doesn't happen by accident. You know, what are some of the things that you can uh, attribute that success to? Thanks, Ted. Yes, it's been it's been a few months since we last spoke. I think it was last summer, and yeah, lots happened in the world since then. So, uh, great to great to have the opportunity to speak to you again. Uh, fortunately, yes, we, we had a very good year in spite of uh, the pandemic. You know, we were actually closed for two months, which was the first time that's ever happened in our history back in the spring of uh, 2020. So we were very fortunate to be able to work through that. And I think the way you work through these crises and you work through these challenges that you have as an organization is just by having great people um, and having a great culture. You know, and I think we're fortunate to have both. Uh, it's something we work on every single day. But uh, the team that we have has, has uh, you talked about longevity. I was doing some math the other day, and I realized that our sales managers at Longo Toyota have collectively 222 years of experience. Um, so about uh, There's actually nine of them. So really remarkable. Uh, and I think that speaks to the longevity of the team, the processes that have been built over time, the refinement of those processes, and, and of course, the culture we have. You know, we all wear a badge. Um, and on the back of the badge is, is our, is our, uh, our tenants, you know, each day has a, has a theme and it's called the Penske way. And it's the way we do business. And I think if I summed it all up, it's doing the right thing every single day. Um, never any shades of gray, black or white. We're doing it the right way, um, by our guests and putting our guests first in, in everything that we do. And if we start with that, you know, it leads to, uh, you know, good outcomes over time. And I think it builds, uh, you know, teamwork, camaraderie, in a culture that uh, builds longevity. Let's talk a little bit about that culture. Um, uh, you know, what what are some of the ingredients you know to making that happen, and how do you how do you ensure that that's maintained and sustained over the over the long haul as your organization is done? Thanks, Ted. I think you know, when culture uh, as is uh, probably said, culture starts with people. And, and people starts with, you know, great hiring and then great training and great development. So if you go back to the hiring part, how do we hire people? It's really carefully is the, is, is the best way I could describe it. We, we use the term hard to get in and hard to get out. 
And what that means is we have a very thorough hiring process. And I always say this to our candidates. They're like, really, another interview? Um, but our our process is, you know, uh, we screen our candidates. We're looking for people that are not necessarily great in the car business, but great in guest service, wherever they may come from. We can teach them the automotive business, but we want them to be great in guest service. And they go through really a battery of screenings and interviews from our HR team to the department manager. And I personally interview every single candidate that uh, that that comes on board with our company. Uh, that's from a valet you know, all the way up to a, a senior manager. So um, our, our owner does the same, screens that, that does that final sign-off. So when you have those levels of filters, you might call that bureaucracy and it could slow things down. And I would say that it does slow things down a little bit, but in a good way, meaning we're not making rash decisions. We're not saying, you know what, shoot, we got a big weekend coming up and we're short on salespeople. Let me get somebody on board right now. We don't. We try not to do those kinds of things and we take our time with it. Then we say hard to get out, right? Hard to get out means we want to retain our team members. We want to grow them. We want them to grow in their career with us and develop over time. And we're going to help them do that. So we don't want them to leave. Those are sort of our tenants when it comes to hiring. That goes back to that culture and that uh, longevity in terms of having great people and, and building those people up over time with our different development programs and mentorship programs we have. No, I, I think it speaks volumes. Let's talk a little bit about the growth and development of your team. All right. So I'm a new hire and now I'm, I'm on board. Um, what are the what are the steps that you take with all those employees that you've got? How do you how do you can, you know, ensure a consistent experience for the guest? And uh, how do you grow and and again, develop your people through through training and, and whatnot? Yes. Yeah, so we actually, um, you know, it starts with day one when they get hired. Right. We have, a, I think, a pretty thorough uh uh, onboarding program, uh, new hire orientation that they all go, go through on their first day on the job. It talks about the company and what we stand for and our history and our culture. And and then, you know, of course, there's a lot of compliance training that they need to do. But we get through that. Um, they get their green lanyard, as I said. And um, then they work themselves into really what I would call a mentorship program with the department that they go into. So in other words, uh, with a uh, sales consultant, we actually put them through a, uh, a battery of training on all the different software systems that we have. When you, you think about, you know, our CRM and our call tracking system and all the things that they need to use and be effective with as a sales consultant, that's, you know, it goes to any other position. I'm, I'm using sales as an example, but we also pair them up with a successful team member and they spend, you know, basically each and every day with that person actually sitting in on a transaction, whether that be virtually now on Zoom or on FaceTime or on um, you know going through uh, leads or going through uh, our digital retailing tool or in person in the showroom. Uh, same for a service advisor um, you know, and so forth. So we really want to pair them up with somebody that's been successful. And, and, and our, our team really likes, enjoys that. They don't see it as a threat that somebody coming in, oh my God, they're going to, they're going to be somebody else I got to deal with here. They, they kind of see it as, hey, we want to we build this culture, build this team. We also have a, a full-time learning and development manager on our staff uh, who's tasked with uh, building training for uh, our team, um, coordinating with third-party training to make sure that all of our team members actually take advantage of it, product training, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, we're committed to it. We've invested in it. We have a, a system called Penske College that's uh, you know both a physical and a virtual center uh, that does uh, training uh, for our, uh, our team members. Doug, how do you balance um, the fact that 
you know, especially in this new world that we live in, we've we've probably condensed 10 years of evolution and technology into the past 12 months. A lot of people, all of us today, are interacting with a device more than ever, and your guests are interacting with a device to, to communicate back and forth with your dealership, whether it's in sales or whether it's in service or parts. How do um you know, how do you balance that, you know, while having that relationship with the, you know, with the employee and with the guest, yet using technology to, you know, to make everything come together? Yeah, it's, 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 it can be overwhelming, I think, because there's so many things that, you know, the, so many different ways our guests can interact with us now when you think about it, right? They're calling us, they're, they may be sending a, a sales lead, a service lead, you know, chat, um, you know, we've, numerous different ways. And we've got to find a way to make sure that we're connecting all of that, right? That the experience, whether it's on a chat, it's on a phone call, it's, you know, via a lead response, whatever it may be, has consistency to it and feels the same. And then when that person maybe comes in our showroom or comes onto our service drive, they don't feel like it's disconnected and there's a different, you know, I'm hearing something different that I heard online. So, you know, for us, that's constantly monitoring the activity. Uh, I almost feel like we have a war room now, right? It's, you know, you're listening to your phone calls, right? You're making, you're coaching on, on what our team's saying to our guests and, and making sure that there's consistency and there's, there's a good feeling with that. Um, chats, I'm reviewing chats. We're looking at people that come in on the service drive that call in through our BDC. Our BDC gets upwards of 30,000 uh, inbound phone calls uh, a month through them. 30,000. 30,000 30, 30, phone calls a month. So you think about, you know, that's a lot of opportunities to, 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 uh, to provide an experience, right? So the biggest thing for me is, is, is having connectedness between those things and having consistency so that the guest feels like they're all part of the same process. We just started a, um, you know, we, we, I think in this business, we have a tendency to over survey our guests, right? You got a manufacturer survey, you have a, a tech survey that may go out, et cetera, but we've made a real effort to get more, uh, or more reviews, right? People that, that, that give us a review on Yelp or on Google or on dealer Raider or any number of different platforms, Facebook, et cetera. We want more of those sort of organic reviews. That means more to me than maybe many other things that are out there um, that provide feedback. And, you know, we, we, we measure and monitor that every single day. I get a copy every, of every review we get, um, as, as does our owner, um, every, single, every single day. And, you know, if you want to know how you're doing, you know, my experience is your guests are going to tell you. Um, and they give us great feedback. And, you know, we miss on a few things. Every you know, and, and we're not perfect, but you know, our, we we view that as an opportunity to take that feedback and get better. And you know, I think there's a lot of organizations that do that very well. Um, but really, that technology can be over overwhelming sometimes. Um, we try not to do too many things because you know you can you can just get overwhelmed and you can be not good at any of them. So you know, we're just kind of focused on those basic different. Uh, you know, ways that our customers are communicating with us. And, you know, we take a step back and say, you know what, you can use templates and all these different things, I think, to communicate with your guests. But just take a common sense approach, right? What, what do you want the guests to hear? And is what you're giving them back in a template or these other things exactly that? And in a lot of cases, it's not, right? Because we try to build, build things around, um, you know, all situations. And every situation is different with a guest, as you know. So, a um, little bit more hands-on is is uh, critical, I think, to to uh, being successful in that area. How about 
how about the importance, Doug, of fixed operations, especially now? Service parts, body shop. It's it's been said that fixed ops has become the the front of the store, and you know you mentioned a lot. Your dealership, your organization went through a lot in 2020. You saw a lot of change. Um, what do you foresee for the future of, of fixed ops for for Longo and for for Penske Motor Group? Yeah, I, I don't. It, it couldn't be more important. Um, you know, fixed operations are at the core of of our business. They're they're what you know obviously. Uh, holds the foundation of the business in terms of profitability and in, in cycles of of uh, good and bad. And you know, last year we we couldn't underscore more how important fixed ops was when we had to close our showrooms for two months. During that time, our service departments were open, our parts departments were open, our collision center was open. Um, you know, we actually did record online parts sales last year. Uh, that's a part of our business that we've been trying to grow over the last few years, and I really credit our team plus the. Um, you know, the, this, the mindset of customers shopping that way. I think that, you know, the, all those efforts sort of came together. Um, you know, we, we're going to have a reduction. We already have a reduction in UIO, right? Sales were down last year. And frankly, the sales, our sales weren't down as much as we thought they would be, especially in the, in the months that we were open. Uh, obviously, we had two months that were closed. For us, that, that's 3,000 cars, just a Toyota, you know, call it another, maybe about 5,000 for the group that we didn't sell last year because we weren't open during those two months. So, you know, there's 5,000 less VINs that are going to go through our service departments and our collision centers down the road. So in, in service and parts, just like everything else, we keep focused on the three T's, right? Time, transparency, and trust. And, you know, time um, couldn't be more important in, in terms of uh, in our service drives. We're really trying to get to a point where, you know, we get our guests in and out. We're looking at every minute, every single uh, process and operation through our service drive just to make this whole thing faster. Right? We're, we're, we're working with uh, Toyota Financial on their mobility company called Kinto Share. We're a, uh, looking at a pilot to get customers in and out of rental cars faster using an app. Um, that's a process that sometimes take, you know, takes a little longer, right? Um, you know, things that we learned during the pandemic is, you know, we've had mobile mobile service for a long time. You know, mobile service is good and we'll always have it, but, you know, frankly, customers aren't as excited about having to come and actually work on their, your car and their, uh, their car in, your, in their driveway as they are with our concierge service. Our concierge service is, is pickup and delivery, and that has exploded um, during the last eight months, and I think that presents a really good opportunity. We have to know how to do it efficiently and intelligently, um, but guests are willing to pay a little bit more and wait a little bit longer if you're going to come to them. We're going to come to them, pick up their car, bring it back, uh, you know, take care of it and bring it back to them. That's been a huge win um, during the last eight months. And the demand for that is through the roof. So I'm trying to figure out how do we expand that and be able to provide it to more of our guests on a, on a day-to-day basis. So, you know, time, transparency and trust, trust being pricing, you know, what they see online, what they see in dealership, what they're hearing from the service advisor, all being the same and transparent, you know, we never hide anything here. Everything that's where well, we're built on transparency. Um, you know, we, we want to share everything with our guests and, you know, we don't ever try to hide anything. And I think that that builds trust. Um, so those are just some of the things we're working on at fixed stops, but fixed stops, we've got to get our retention up and we've got to get our, uh, you know, with less UIO, we've got to be able to service more of it. And, and uh, hopefully those things I mentioned will help us do that. 
One, one last question, Doug. You mentioned things that exploded in the last eight months, such as service pickup and delivery. Uh, it's it's my personal feeling that these things are not going away. These things are just going to grow and continue to get become a bigger piece of what it is that we do on the on the sales and service and parts side. Uh, how should dealers prepare? It's early now. It's February. You're looking ahead to 2021. It, what advice? What one piece of advice would you give dealers to prepare uh, as we move into the new year? Yeah, I think I think I agree with you, Ted. I don't think any of this stuff's going away. I think it's uh, the demand for it's going to increase, and I think we have to start thinking about ourselves as not just auto dealerships or auto retailers, but you know, providers of of transportation services, right? And that might be as we talked about pickup and delivery. Now we need to be better at logistics, right? We need to be more efficient at at those types of things. So think about your business holistically. Obviously, everybody has a fixed amount of dollars to spend, and everybody always says, oh, you're bigger, you can do more. Well, yeah, of course, when you're bigger, you have more resources. But look, we all to achieve, and you know, we're really starting to look at, okay, how do we put funding into being more efficient with logistics and in empowering those processes that help our guests? More so than just blasting out a direct mail piece or blasting out another email or, you know, buying third-party leads. Take those dollars and spend them on building your brand, not on, uh, you know, just more advertising. Love it. Great message. Doug Iroh from Penske Motor Corp and Longo Toyota, number one in the world. Doug Iroh, thank you for being with us today at the Fixed Stops Roundtable. Thank you, Thanks, Ted. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us on the Fixed Stops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings. Sponsored by BG Products. Help your customers be good for life with the Lifetime BG Protection Plan. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or any of our Fixed Ops Roundtable events, or if you'd like sponsorship information, reach out to Ted Ings at area code 212-763-0016. That's 212-763-0016. 212-763-0016. On behalf of Ted Ings and everyone at the Fixed Ops Roundtable, I'm Gene Girdley. Thanks for listening.